tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Dodgers Wrap 360 right here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro, joined as always by Jared Gilkerson across the table. And next to him from uh, Sox Wrap 360, we got him slumming around out at the AfterBuzz studio. Mike Conley's hanging out. Gentlemen, hello. What's uh, up? How we doing, Bobby? Uh, we're great. I can. I don't know if I can speak for you, but I think we're doing okay. We're a little worried about you, Mike. Uh, the <laughs> National League. I appreciate the concern. Just Real baseball. Are you ready to talk about a, a winning team? I know Mike does all the Red Sox shows. If you guys watch that, uh, uh, this team's above five hundred. They're going to the playoffs. Are you prepared to handle the pressure to talk about a winning club? This is refreshing, actually. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to do it. I, I'm probably going to drown. But, uh, you know, we're going to do the best. Follow-up question, will you punch me in the face after the show off camera? Or will you do it on air? Um, either way, I won't say what I'm doing before it happens. <laughs> you know, that kind of defeats the purpose. Not even different okay. any other day. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if you are going to, like, deke me and say you were going to punch me in the face off camera. And then at about minute 25, I make another Red Sox crack and, mm. you know. Let's just say I am going to crack you in the face. I'm not going to tell you if it's on camera or off camera. And then you'll just be on pins and needles for the rest of the season. That's must-see TV if mm. I've ever, you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, so if it does come later in the year, you guys should subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe right there. If you are listening on iTunes, you can rate us, give us five stars, comment, tell us what you like. You can hit subscribe there, too. Uh, we're obviously doing this the rest of the season. And because the Dodgers are good, we will most likely be doing this in the playoffs. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, first and foremost, Dodgers went 4-1 this week. Just had a walk-off win with Andre Ethier hitting the walk-off homer today. I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk trade deadline. I want to start with the trade deadline. Dodgers do the not the biggest deal in terms of players, you know, David Price, Johnny Cueto, Troy Tulowitzki, some bigger moves, but they did the biggest deal in terms of number of guys involved. 13-player, three-team deal. Um, I guess I'll just open it up. Jared, first impressions, we'll talk about the guys. Did the Dodgers do right in this trade, Matt Latos, Alex Wood, did they do the right thing? Uh, you know, after looking at all the numbers, I, I really think they did. I mean, earlier in the season, we we're talking about all oh, the hitting's down. We need hitting, and that was pretty much you know shoved out the door. You know, they didn't need to do that, uh, and it was either starting or relievers, and once or all both. the or both, which they you know ended up doing. Um, but I mean, they did they did get rid of some some prospects, but. Uh, even I know we were talking uh, via email about like Bronson Arroyo, and we'll talk about more <laughs> of him later. But you know he's only costing them you know, like five hundred grand they had to pick up. So, and I look at these comparisons. I was looking at a few numbers, and Wood and Hamels. Like everyone was saying, Hamels is you know one of the biggest names to pick up. Well, Wood's right there with him numbers wise this year, uh, ERA, better ERA than Hamels. So, you know maybe not as huge of a name, but I mean Alex Wood is a really good pitcher. Yeah. And so, and I look at Matt Latos, he was in the second worst offense in the National League with the Marlins. I mean, he's not going to get wins. His ERA is, you know, 4-4-8. It's not great. But I think what Cincinnati's looking for is, hey, you're not going to be the man like you were in Cincinnati. And you went to Miami and they wanted you to be one of their top dogs. You put him down 4-5 and five into the pitching order. I'm fine with that. You know, less pressure, more offense. I think... Uh, he's going to slot in well. So I, I kind of like what they did. Uh, Matt Latos, last four starts, 26 innings, six earned runs. So he's dropped his ERA on uh, May 21st. It was 6.12, now down to 4.5. Respectable, not great. You'd like to see it lower in Miami. But for a number 5 starter, him and Alex Wood, let me tell you, I, at first I hated this deal a lot. Jim Johnson, AL East folks know Jim Johnson from blowing saves in Baltimore a ton the last couple years. He's garbage. Jim Johnson is garbage. The Braves' bullpen as a whole was garbage. So to get two guys out of that bullpen in Johnson and Avalon, I'm like, wait a second. That was not a good bullpen. We have two guys here, and we give up Paco Rodriguez to do it. But 
Last couple games we'll get to in a minute. J.P. Howell blowing up the spot, allowing a couple runs. Sometimes it burned them, sometimes it didn't. And then you've got Latos and Wood, who are, like you said, pretty dependable fourth and fifth starters. And with the Dodgers, and I don't know how you quantify this. I mean, you do, and you just throw it out the window. Money doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They gave up Hector Oliveira, $28 million bonus, couple million this year, do $30 more million that, that the Braves are going to end up paying. Doesn't matter. He never got an at-bat for the Dodgers. $28 million bonus down the drain, but they don't care because they're winning. It's not about money. Life must be good, man. For me, it's less about what they got and more about what they didn't have to give up. They were able to still hang on to Urias and Seager, yeah. which was huge and obviously a priority on their end. Uh, Avilon, even though he's been kind of suspect this year, he was a pretty good setup man for the Braves last year. And past Howell and Jansen, nobody's been really good in that Dodgers bullpen. So... Anybody you throw in there might be an upgrade. I like Paco Rodriguez, but I think he's hurt for the rest of the year. He right? is hurt. He's going to be out for a while. So yeah. if you're making a run out of this year, which they clearly are, you got to get some arms out there. Yeah, you needed some arms. I'm worried that Paco's going to burn him late. I like Paco a lot. I think he's going to be a nice little left-handed reliever. Maybe more of a lefty power reliever, like Howell's the lefty one-out guy. I think Paco's a power reliever, but you're right. It's not going to be this year. He's not going to do very much this year. Huh. Um, and the biggest thing, Mike, I think you hit the biggest point. Urias, Seager, still in the organization. Mm -hmm. That's the most important part for the future. You basically had your cake and eat it, too. You get the guys you needed to get. Sure, it wasn't David Price. You know, tough to get a guy like that. And maybe you'll get him as a free agent. But you get the guys you needed to get as starters, and you don't give up, by far, your two best prospects. The future's not looking so bad. Well, I mean, and and right now they're 15 games over five hundred. so... And they just improved their bullpen, I believe, and improved their starters. So it, there's really nothing bad here. And, and didn't give up Seager. Uh, that was the big name that I that we were talking about earlier in the season, that they're going to have to give up at least yeah. one of those guys. But there's a lot of trash talking with Jim Johnson. I mean, he was – here's what I'm thinking. Here's what the Dodgers are doing. Just talk not, to this guy. It's not 2010. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not getting 50 saves like he used to. Yeah. But I, I think with guys like Latos and Johnson – and uh, Avalon to a degree, they were okay. Let's go. Latos and Johnson for sure. Yeah, studs where they were before. Go somewhere else, sign a sign a big deal, and play pretty mediocre or horrible ball. But these are on really fledgling teams. You put. I'm thinking. I, I the Dodgers are saying okay. These guys can summon some of that old school stuff they did from a few years ago. Same thing with Arroyo. The guy's 38, but if you save him till later, like we we're going to talk about. I really think that they're not the face of your pitching staff. They're just guys in the rotation that I I really think, and they've still got the arms. They're still youthful, so I, I don't look at Jim Johnson like he's you know a complete joke. Or I don't. I mean, he only had a two two five ERA this year with Atlanta. Uh, with, the, with Oakland and Detroit, he was awful. Blew a save today for the Dodgers. Well, <laughs> wasn't it? it was in the eighth inning? Obviously, yeah. he's not the closer, but but blew a lead for the Dodgers yeah. today. Not for nothing. Well, I don't <laughs> mind rolling. It just sounds like the Dodgers. The bullpen's going to be the struggle for the rest of the year, even with these pickups. Yeah, but now you you can be a little bit more picky. Like Madden Lee can pull someone, and you know, as soon as someone gives up a hit. Okay, next guy, next guy, next yep. guy. Because these guys are the starters, at least Grinky and and Kershaw. Well, they should be closing their own games. But yep. they're going to get you deep enough where if one guy, if like Baez gives up a hit in the ninth, or you know if Jensen gives up a hit in the ninth, okay, put, let's put someone else in. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And you add Latos, who's going to go not seven, eight, nine like Granky, but he did six today. That's probably what he's going to do. And you add Wood, who's going to give you another six. The one knock on Bolsinger, who they sent down. Kind of interesting. The one knock on him was he wasn't going deep in a lot of games. And so you've added starters here who kind of extend the game and shorten it for the bullpen. If you have your bullpen guys, and you're right, it's just a depth issue, and you find whoever's the hot hand today between Johnson, Avalon, J.P. Howell, Kenley Jansen, Pedro Baez, Nicasio, whoever the hell it is, who's the hot hand today? we got to get combined like six outs because we have a lot of starters on average who are going to give us seven seven innings every single night. When you have a a rotation that every five days is going to give you 35 total innings, in this day and age, you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, you know, that's true. Kershaw, Kershaw and Grinky going to give you eight or nine. Maybe one day Anderson and Latos give you six, but that averages out to 35 innings every five days. 
find me another staff, the Washington Nationals, find me another staff that does that, and then look at that team's record. You know, this is a, that's a really good team problem to have. So how does the, uh, the rotation stack up right now? I mean, obviously the two studs at the front. And then are you going Anderson, mm-hmm. Wood, Latos? Yeah, is that I is? think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anderson's been great. I mean, I know you, you're still waiting for him to... He almost had it. The Achilles injury <laughs> yep. kind of had it. But he came back he threw this he, week. He threw so great he's, this yeah. week. Um, yeah. I think, and then if you had to do in that in that NLDS, in that five-game series, because we assume the Dodgers aren't going to play the play-in game. We assume they're not a wild card. Yeah. But I guess you never know. Giants. <laughs> but, if, but well, okay, if they're the wild card, well, let's, okay. <laughs> if they're the wild, if they get in that wild card game, they got to play that one game. Do you throw Granky or do you throw Kershaw? Throw them. Well, how many days do you have in between for the next game? Is it the next day you're off? Well, that's the question. You don't have many days. And if you're fighting like a dog at the end of the year, how does the rotation play out? You right. know, somebody can be thrown on three days rest or something? Well, you have the luxury of having two studs. Yeah. So you don't pitch the guy that's on third day, three days rest. Yeah. Well, you pitch but the what other a guy. waste. I mean, not, to, not saying making the playoffs is a waste. But oh my god! Like if you have to play one play-in game, yeah, and then you waste one of those guys, that's huge. Yeah, and we were talking about this last week on the show. Actually, at the All Star break, the Dodgers had the opportunity to split Granky and Kershaw, and now with Kershaw getting injured and being pushed back, they split him anyway. So yeah. when you split the two of them, no matter pretty much however that play-in game, if it happens, comes up. You're going to get one of them on three or four days rest, as opposed to one of them being on one day and one yeah. of them being on none, or the worst case scenario. Right, right, right. You're probably going to get one on three days rest. And then with either one of them, I don't think there's a wrong answer. You can look at matchups with who you're playing, but like, let's be honest, they're two of the five best pitchers in all of baseball. If you can't win a play-in game with one of the two five of the five best pitchers in baseball, you got a bigger problem than who you're going to throw. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, it's uh, Kershaw, okay. Here's what I think. They're they're being really tentative with him, which they should. Yeah. Um, he missed two starts, and they won both of the starts for him. And now that, that reminds me, when Grinky missed his start and came back to New York, they won that start for him. So, so far, when they've missed starts, it hasn't been detrimental. But I think they could, they could easily line up again by the end of the season. I mean, yeah. we don't know. It's only August. So, by the end of the year, you know, Grinky misses another start, maybe, and, and Kershaw does. So hopefully they can keep this lead at two and a half, three games. So when you get down to the last two or three games, you can lock it and rest everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll talk about the Giants later, but Giants have won, what is it, 14 of 17? Yeah. I've gotten written down somewhere. Yeah, 14 of 17, picked up Mike Leak at the deadline. It's a nice pickup. All of a sudden, it's a real nice pickup. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the Dodgers like, hey, you were, you were the NL West champions. It was wrong for us to assume. I know we didn't go that far. But come on, let's not lie. We've all kind of assumed that. And now it's like, well, wait a second. The Giants are hanging around. Seven days ago, we were talking about this. They won like eight of nine seven days ago. And we were like, well, they won't stay that hot. Won like five of six this week. Maybe you know? they don't know it's an odd year. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're supposed to be terrible. And then come back next year. But. That's maybe. Maybe they're maybe they're been unburdened with the loss of uh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, and they don't feel ah, you know, well, bringing back the lighter. They're lighter on their feet, that's perhaps pun intended. <laughs> and uh, no, I mean they, but they did do some great in-house additions. Joe Panic's great. Matt Duffy's great. They've got all these guys coming up from the minors. That if you don't follow the Giants real hard, I feel like if you don't follow the Dodgers real hard, you know about Julio Urias and Corey Seager. A lot of people do, but the Giants have guys. Matt Duffy came up, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Exactly. He's a player. Unbelievable. There's a ton of these guys. Now the Cardinals do it. They don't miss. Yeah, they don't. They don't, and they develop pitchers fairly well. Yeah. And they're scary in the postseason. Like, if they just get in, it's it's, it's really worrying me because the only reason the Dodgers are, and it's weird looking back in the first half and saying this, but the Giants had streaks of eight losses in a row and seven losses in a row. Other than that, I mean, you can't just take those out, but wow. I mean, and they've won uh, nine of 12 against the Dodgers already. We've we've always talked about this. Seven games left against against the Giants. 
I think what Jared's trying to say is there's still hope for the Red Sox. They've dropped eight. <laughs> Where the hell did you get that? Seven. Still hope. Still hope. Those yeah, Sox. If, this were, if this were April fifteenth, yeah. if it were Tax yeah. Day, yeah. it's yeah. almost it's almost Labor Day, buddy. Mm. Um, no, and the Giants not at the start of the year. I remember this because the Rockies did it. The Rockies went into San Francisco at like in April tenth or something and swept a three game series yeah. from the Giants. And at the time, you're like, that's kind of weird. Well, it turns out the Rockies suck. It turns out the Giants are real good. Wouldn't you love to have those three games back in San Francisco? I know you can say that about a lot. You can say that in L.A. about that Mets series when the Mets came and took two out of three. But holy crap, some of these little things stand out, those early losing streaks where they get cold, and you're like, what's wrong with this club? Well, August 1st comes, nothing's wrong. It's going to come down to head-to-head. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a game and a half. It's two. It's two and a half. Then, okay, here comes a three-game series, and then the four-game series near the end of the year. Yeah. It's, It's... and right now the Giants have proved they're a better team, much better team head to head. I mean, they've humiliated the Dodgers this year. Yeah. So we gotta wait and see. That's and, what you want to see. And that's, let's that's be, why the schedule is like it is. And let's be real, real honest right now about the San Diego Padres. They didn't make any moves at the deadline. They didn't sell anybody to get worse for the future. They didn't include they didn't get anybody to get better right now. Will not be in the conversation. Absolutely not. <laughs> that that baffled me. Like, why would you not? Did they just not get enough for the guys that they were rumored to be getting rid of? They must not gotten the offers they wanted. I can't believe it. Everybody was offering for Kimbrell. People were offering for Shields. I know he's got a big contract for Tyson Ross. Everybody wanted him. Everybody wants him. How do you not? And you need so clearly need a shortstop. There's so many on the market. We can debate how good they are. I know the real good ones like Atulo come not cheap. But there's so many guys around you can go get. You don't go get any of them. What the? I mean, I'm I'm ecstatic because I mean, <laughs> let's keep the Padres down. Let's I go. Just, let's they're they're going to be they're going to end up being inconsequential. The Giants, if you guys are wondering about splits at home, the Dodgers now are 30, 37 and eighteen at home. That's I believe the third best home record in baseball. Giants are only thirty and twenty three at home, but the Giants are four games over five hundred on the road. Consistent, yeah, at home, away. <laughs> Every every any way you slice it, it's it's a little scary. That team's going to be there. That's at, they're absolutely going to be there. I think they'll probably get one of the wild cards, which would be a shame for somebody in the Central, for like Pittsburgh or Chicago having a good year, or the Mets, who got to give them a little bit of credit, have been surprised. I'm surprised they're still in it, but they're here playing right now. <laughs> and, and they picked up a bat. And they picked up a bat. They got what they needed to get. That was a debacle of a Carlos Gomez almost trade, but all's well that ends well, I suppose. If you're Wilma Flores, sure. I mean, the guy was uh, <laughs> quite broken up about having to leave the Apple. That was a terrible, oh my God. I feel what was your opinion of that? Uh, you As know, a ball player. They shouldn't have. It's tough. You never know what he really knows or if he just heard the rumors. But everybody knew what they knew. My, my biggest concern is I think the Mets are lying about something. The Mets were like, oh, it was Carlos Gomez's hip, you know, whatever. No, it wasn't. The Astros went and got him 10 seconds after you refused to get him. It wasn't the hip. You didn't want to spend the money, you know. But for Flores to stay in the game, the whole game, knowing in like the fourth inning, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It's just terrible management. Terry Collins, the manager, can say, oh, well, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Did you see his press conference? Yeah. What an asshole. You can, say, <laughs> you can say you didn't know, and that's fine. Maybe you didn't. But if you don't know, it's on the general manager to tell you. Like, the buck does not stop at Wilmer Flores. The buck stops at either the GM or the manager or both to be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You know, when you trade a player in the middle of the game, the player immediately comes out, and that's when the rumors start. Why did so-and-so leave in the sixth inning? Trade. Yeah. You know, at, at that time of year, that's what's going on, right? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how he got word. I mean, in the middle of the game, who's talking or what? It's like the players are on the phone and dugout. They are. Like, I mean, they they're they not are. supposed to be. They're not supposed I mean, to Pablo, be. Pablo, we can bring <laughs> yeah. it back to the Sox here. <laughs> Pablo got in trouble for Instagramming. Yeah. Inst- instigate, <laughs> instigate. As long as see, as long as they don't get caught doing that, you sneak down to the clubhouse, you check your phone. Absolutely, yeah. they yeah. are. Yeah. And and I'm sure it's not even just like Twitter or something. He's maybe not on there. But he's definitely talking to his agent. His agent's like, I think you've just been traded. I just got contact. Whatever's going on, right. he's talking to an agent or a brother or a cousin or, you know, somebody's talking to him. Yeah. Mm. So, Or, you know, for God's sakes, let's let's talk about other people in the Mets organization. You can't tell me that a trainer or, or a bat boy or something who likes Flores is, pulls him aside for two seconds and says, hey, 
you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe that's not the right thing to do, but somebody else hears the thing and says, listen, pal, here's what's going on. Yeah. That bad you know? boy's looking for a new job. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Does he I don't fire know. the bad boy? So. Maybe, but, you know, Collins blames, like, Twitter. You know, Terry yeah. Collins blamed Twitter. Well, he's an old guy. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. I know exactly where it's coming from. <laughs> the James Woods move. Yeah. The internet's going to stay here. Like, it's, there's no point in blaming it. Wilmer Flores wasn't on Twitter getting rumors. He heard it yeah. the old-fashioned way that you would have heard it 20 years ago. Maybe at a different time, but he heard it from a person. You know, he heard it from an agent or a bat boy or somebody like that. So I disagree. I think the internet's a fad. It's yeah, gonna I think it's, going it's, it's gonna I mean, it's true. gonna hang around a little bit like the hula hoop. I mean, you still see them; they're just not all the rage. The hula hoop, a hula hoop reference today. <laughs> Go back to the Red Sox show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> wrapping up, a couple more things on the trade. I guess Bronson Arroyo, um, maybe later on in September. Another one of those guys you just kind of take off the Braves' hands. Hey, not for nothing. Second trade in the last twelve months, last about eight months. That the uh, that the Dodgers made with the Marlins second trade in about the last three months the Dodgers have made with the Braves so we might have should have probably seen that coming mm-hmm. you trade with who you know right yeah and then even if you don't trade with them your rebay ends up on the Braves yeah so you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the any moves to be made here in August for the Dodgers yeah. we've okay so we've talked about this a lot the one glaring position to me you can always use more pitching. Any playoff team can always use more pitching. I know it's coming. It, I what? Just, just go for it. Okay, it's Jimmy Rollins. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, boy. Yeah. It's, boy. Here, here's the problem. He's not good. <laughs> I hate to say that. He's not having a good year. And he's kind of still leading off a little bit. Yes. Jock Peterson's oh. not having a good year anymore. Um, Howie Kendrick, <sighs> enough. Yeah, I know, but you've got to get a shortstop. I'm not concerned about even the leadoff spot. If you really? have Howie lead off for sure. But then who hits two? Jimmy. Like, you got to get a shortstop. And we talk about this guy. You know him very well. And now he's in Denver as Jose Reyes. You look at a shortstop with a big contract. Dodgers don't care about that. They'll pay whatever they have to pay. Who's going to make it through waivers? Jose Reyes would make it through on that contract. And you go get a leadoff hitter, shortstop. I'm going to hit about 280. You let Rollins be a utility guy. The monkey wrench in that plan is... It is impossible not to like Jimmy Rollins. He's the most well-thought-of guy maybe in all of baseball. How do you tell him, hey, buddy, you're getting benched. You're on maybe a World Series contending team. Twilight of your career, you got a couple years left. We're going to have to play you once a week. Like, you can't – I don't think Don Mattingly is going to have that conversation. No, he loves his veterans. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I got an interesting question for you. How many teams out there have a shortstop with double-digit bombs, which Jimmy has? It's been a week – He's just following suit, though. For That's his offense. Like, the Dodgers. He's like, oh, everyone else is hitting bombs on the Dodgers. I need to catch up. And I'm okay with bombs, but where they're hitting him and lead off and jock, too. I need you to get on base. Yeah. They had a streak you know? there where Rollins was in the was in the eight hole. Yeah. And it was that was great. I like that. But then again, that was when Jacques was hitting a little bit better. They could afford to do that. Rollins, Rollins 11 bombs, but he's getting on base 270 on base percentage. No. Unacceptable. That's garbage. Unacceptable anywhere in the lineup. If you're an everyday guy and you're getting on base 270, absolutely not. But no. if you're a leadoff guy, forget about it. Can't happen. But Peterson's on base percentage isn't that much better, huh? No, it is because he walks yeah, all the time. Yeah, a lot. The, he's, his on base percentage is 350. Yeah. Uh-huh. Problem is he strikes out all the time. He's hitting 225. Mm. So that's a weird, different problem, and I'd be more okay with letting Peterson lead off to figure it out because he can get on base more. But if Jimmy Rollins can't get on base, where do you hit him? You hit him eighth, you hit him ninth, and hit the pitcher eighth, which teams are starting to do now. Hit him well, eighth. What are you going to do, hit a lot of solo home runs? It's tough. Uh, yeah, that could be eighth. a problem. Hit no him eighth. Hit him. I, I've been saying for the last two months, Howie Kendrick lead off. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a solid player. He he hasn't even, you know, he just is steady throughout the whole season. He doesn't, he doesn't have any slumps. Great in the field, great in the box. Put him at leadoff, and they've been reluctant to do any of that. Yeah. Jock's struggling. Uh, Rollins is struggling. Do you hit Jock too? Then, well, you could do that because then right after after that, it's you, it's any it's anything. Or you could drop you could drop Jock down to six, like you know five or six, and you put someone like when Turner's healthy, yeah. back in the two hole because Turner's great at the play. Yeah, Puig, yeah, no one's going to complain about that. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't I don't maybe it'll help Jock out, you know, not strike out so much if you put him in the five or six hole. Yeah. But then Gonzalez, you know, stay right in the middle. Yeah. How much do you blame uh, the home run contest for Jacques' recent struggles? We had this conversation yeah. last week. Yeah. The struggles were there before the contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I blame it a little bit. I think you'd be dumb not to say something flipped. It's hard not to. Right. You want to put on a show. 
But the struggles were there before the contest, and the struggles were there in the minor leagues. Look, this guy was a 30-30 guy in AAA, and everybody says, well, 30 homers, 30 steals, nobody's done it for 80 years, he's a superstar. He did it in Albuquerque. Look at the altitude in some of these parks in AAA. It's easy to hit bombs. He got addicted, too. I, it wasn't even later into his career yeah. that he didn't. He wasn't even a home run hitter at all early yeah. in his career. And then so he found something, and I think he's a little addicted to the long ball. But he's so young, he'll come Ooh. around. Oh, he's so, and I, just, I look at his minor Test league him. numbers. Test him. Especially a young guy like this. Look at all of his minor league years, and his best three offensive seasons were in rookie ball in the Pioneer League, were in high A in the California League, and were in triple A in the PCL. Those are by far the three best offensive minor leagues. He still would have had nice years if he was in the Midwest League or the Florida State League or something. Still would have done better than the average player. But the numbers he put up there to make all of us say, whoa, this is a prospect. Well, dude, he's playing in fields that are, you know, 200 feet to dead center with the wind blowing out at high altitude. That's it. Just it's it's everything. It's he's playing at Coors Field every day for three years, right. and then we're gonna say, well, wait a minute, Jock Peterson's a stud. Well, maybe. <laughs> you know, and he came up and he showed power here. He's hitting a ton of home runs here, but he strikes out a lot. Some of the flaws in his game are coming out now, and it's like, okay, I'm not saying he's bad. I still think he's going to be very good. You could have made the case to trade him at the deadline. I mean, hell, he's an all-star. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, are, you, you, you yeah. mentioned trading him. I don't want to even touch that. Young idea. and controllable. Yeah, young yeah and controllable. I mean, you know, he's just going through rookie yeah, adjustment stuff, you know, and you don't want to get rid of a potential superstar before he irons that out. You is know? he is he though a superstar or is Jock Peterson an Adam Dunn? Oof, he homers, he strikes out, and he walks. He's just so great because he's the Dodgers have so many injuries in yeah. the outfield, and he hasn't even he's been healthy forever. Yeah, and it, all these guys at one point, except for him, have gone down. So I'm more I'm more worried in that way too. He's covered center field. Great this yeah. year. Yeah. So I don't want to get rid of him. He's great. I, by the way, shout out to Andre Ethier. Flash backwards to February. Everybody in the world got to trade Ethier. You got to trade Ethier. Me too. I'll admit to it. I was like, you got to get rid of this dude. <laughs> if you're going to let Jock be Jock, you got to get rid of Ethier. Thank God they didn't. Right. You know, not just today, but today, two home runs against a good ball club. But just every, I mean, talk about consistent. Kendrick's been consistent. Jock has at least been consistent in what he does. We knew what he was going to do, and he's doing it. And Ethier's been damn consistent. Yeah. Low key, I mean, you can't say, you know, Gonzo's probably having a better year. Kendrick maybe having a better year. But Ethier, honestly, is one of the more valuable players on this team. When you really think about it for what you expected from him, for what you're paying him, and what he's doing. And great, he's he's pretty much like the face of the organization. Is he the most tenured one? Now? Uh, I'm not sure how long he's been there, but close. Is it he's like got a decade? Close. He's got to be. It's either yeah. him or Kershaw's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is Ethier. Is Okay. Yeah. Correct for, us if we're wrong. Yeah, I don't know if I read I thought I read that somewhere. Not that it really matters, but I thought I read that he was the most tenured one. So yeah. That makes way. sense. Um, yeah. So let's go a little bit over the trade more. I know we keep going and then coming and going and coming. We talked about Urias. Uh, Oliveira, he's gone $28 million down the drain, but it's not because you're the Dodgers and you don't care about money. Uh, the one interesting piece they got back is Jose Peraza. I think what they gave up in Oliveira as a prospect infielder, they got back in Peraza. So for the Dodgers, the trade was a wash there, and you get four pitchers back, and you don't give up your two best prospects. You kind of won the deal. You well, know? Oliveira, he's 30 years old already. Yeah. The guy's been the guy was playing in the Cuban League since 2003. Yeah. So since he was 18, a lot of mileage. And I know a lot of these guys can play forever. Yeah. Um, and they were worried about his elbow, and there actually wasn't an issue there at all. But Dodgers do this all the time. If you, I mean, the money, like you were saying, was not an issue. Uh, the guy's 30 years old already. Is he going to pan out? Is he going to come up? Why wait anymore? I mean, yeah. there's there's no reason to. So I don't I don't I, this I don't look at this as a loss at all. There's a lot of mileage on this guy. I think I think if anybody, a lot of times trades have two losers. A lot of times trades have two winners. <laughs> um, you don't always have one winner and one loser because teams want different things. The Dodgers won for what they needed right now. I think I think if you're a Dodgers fan, it's not Price, it's not Cueto, it's not Mike Leake. And you look at the Giants and say oh, they might have gotten a little better than we got with Mike Leake. But if you're a Dodgers fan, you probably feel pretty good. If you're a Marlins fan doing what they need to do, you got like four minor leaguers. You probably feel pretty good about that. A couple of them are nice arms. Uh, if you're a Braves fan, not so sure. Um, but the Braves are doing something a little bit different anyways. Uh, and if you're but, Hector, you're happy. Yeah, I think if you're Hector, you're happy. Have you seen that guy's uh, his, uh, road mobile? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
he's got this souped up. Uh, how much does that cost? Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But it's cross country. It's a it's a van, and it's just they showed him like watching Avatar inside his car, and it's uh, it goes cross country. And he just has like a driver, and he just. I think he pulled up to Atlanta in that. It was like it was <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little more souped up than Daniel Norris's van. When you get, well. <laughs> You mean his hippie wagon? He, he lives in the van down by the river, like, yeah. like Matt Foley. Yeah. When you get a twenty-eight million dollars signing bonus, he he already won. Yeah, yeah. he won. He'd been winning. Um, <laughs> I did not know about his van. Okay, I got to Google that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the trades that didn't get made. Price to Toronto, Cueto to Kansas City, Hamels to Texas. Good thing for the Dodgers. Actually, none of those affect them. You won't see any of those guys until possibly. The World Series, Texas probably not going to make it. And then Toronto, I suppose, has a shot. Kansas City definitely does. But you're not going to see any of those guys for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't mind. I mean, the American League can stack up all they want with pitching. We'll wait till they get. Wait till they have to play each other again. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. weren't going to be able to pry one of those guys loose without losing a Urias or a Seager in that yeah. deal. You yeah. Know? So it's like once you make that decision that there's two guys in our youth movement that are not going anywhere – then you have to just take what the market can give you, you know, for Oliveira. So yeah, which would have been a like a Giovanni Gallardo who didn't get moved, but but Latos is comparable, Woods comparable, it's those kind of guys. Yeah, definitely, and yeah. Woods controllable. Yeah, and you know, a good young pitcher. That's like well, the word of the the day: control. That's, yeah, that's the way it is around yeah. the, 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 the the trading deadline. That's what you want. Although the that's Dodgers are different and fun, and it seems like they're cheating if you're not a fan of them. But if you're one of their fans, it's fun because controllable doesn't even matter. They'll spend. They don't care. Yeah. They're going to spend money. I don't know what they're going to give Grinky this off season when he opts out. I don't know what they're going to offer David Price, Johnny Cueto. You know, I mean, I, it's funny, but all three of those guys, Grinky, Price, and Cueto, might be what the three best pitchers on the market this winter. I assume Grinky's going to opt out just to test the market. I would say so. The Dodgers. Why? I know this is crazy. Why couldn't they make a run at all three? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Money at doesn't all. Matter. At all, I don't think it's it does. A, I, think I think it does somewhat. Let me put it this way: I think it doesn't matter, and I think depending on how this season goes, they are only more motivated to win if they get close. If they get to the playoffs, and what happens the last couple years happens again, why wouldn't they sell out beyond the sellout and say, you know what, we're going to shell out five hundred million dollars for these three guys? Yeah. I mean, what would you? And you're still going to lead the league in attendance. Yeah. You're still not going to have a dip in, in, in that. What would you still sign that billion plus? TV deal that nobody can watch, but you still sign this massive deal with Time Warner. Yeah, Revenues. I love. I listened to the I listened to the call today. I heard Steiner. That was how I I knew that they won. Revenue revenue's not a problem, and it's never a problem in baseball. All these TV contracts are great. Revenue's not a problem or anything. It's like why you know why wouldn't you do something like that? There's, and you may not get all three, but I think there's definitely reasons that Cueto, Price, and Granky for sure would want to come to LA. They're just. I think they're too excited with. They're minor leaguers. I mean, yeah. you could give up so many people for a run at it now, and oh, money's not anything. But uh, I think their farm system is pretty solid, and they have yeah. some really exciting prospects. So, you, I mean, and I look at their infield too. They have a lot of a lot of guys coming up, and I look at their infield. It's getting old. I mean, except for Turner. I mean, Rollins and Kendrick and Gonzalez. Yeah. In another couple of years, they could they could all be out of the league. Could e- be. Even Alex Guerrero. Alex Guerrero is yeah. not going to be around for a lo- that was never a long time project. Yeah. Where Puig, you know, it's funny because Puig was the Cuban import who was almost like a draft pick, almost like, you know, a free agent signing in the Dominican or something, not that young, but a young guy you could control for a while. This could be a career. But Guerrero, Oliveira, um, uh, the other guy, Ar- Arrue Barwena, who they've already parted ways with, were all guys that were a little bit different. Like, let's take a flyer, let's do this and that. They were never long-term guys. Mm. So, a uh, couple questions for you guys now. Clayton Kershaw, scoreless inning streak at 37 after he tossed eight more shutout. Obviously, the hip's not bothering him. It doesn't seem. Will he, Zach Granke didn't do it, so will Clayton Kershaw beat the scoreless inning record at 59, set, of course, by Oral Hershiser? No, no. He, I mean, it, it's, it's the same thing I said with Grinky. I mean, it was great. This would have to be more than two starts, yeah, to get there. This would have to be what twenty two innings away. Yeah, I mean, at least, yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to have to be three games. He's not going to do that. I, 
I'm going with the exact prediction like I did last time. I'm saying he gets to the fourth inning against Pittsburgh. He's scheduled to start against Pittsburgh, <laughs> and I think they score against him in, in Pittsburgh. What if Michael Morse hits a home run? Oh, man. Wouldn't oh, that be great? Right I knew he was a Dodger for three hours. <laughs> yeah, for three hours, yeah. It's his revenge. He's so He just hates them. I mean, is Chavez Ravine like the penultimate uh, pitches pack because I mean you got Hershiser on that list I remember Donnie Drysdale what's funny about that is I remember um, Ken Griffey Sr. saying that he always thought as an outfielder that night games at Dodger Stadium it low-key became a great hitters park he thought the ball carried really well and he was like nobody talks about it nobody knows it but Dodger Stadium's a hitters park but I'm looking at the stats and I'm like no, it's not. Yeah. Because there's some hitters parks. Well, to be fair, there's two hitters parks in the NL West in Denver and Phoenix. And then there's two massive pitchers parks in San Francisco and San Diego. So I guess it evens out kind of. But Dodger Stadium, I think, is absolutely not a hitters the park. The long ball it has been. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They do hit a ton of home runs. Yeah. But that's also a product of the lineup creation. You know, look at the guys they have. Yeah. Ethier, Kendrick, Peterson, Rollins. All I, those guys are going to get theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Clayton Kershaw, you guys say no. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in there, and I say he gets up above 50 innings before so you, think, you think he blanks Pittsburgh? Yeah. There's a couple more stops. Yeah, Pittsburgh has some <laughs> offensive issues. I think he blanks Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, Kenley Jansen has allowed a run in each of his last two save opportunities. Got the save both times. How worried are you about Kenley? I'm a little worried. Um I know I, you know, maybe it's a little overreaction, but this is the highest his ERA has been in his career, and it and it's a, it's a little shaky. But I think the improvements, he, he's been one of the best, I guess, you know, save guys this year, even though he hasn't got a lot of opportunities. Yeah, but short leash with this guy, or I mean, I, 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 that's why you got Jim Johnson, that's, right, Mike? It's funny, but <laughs> that's true because you know you got to kind of monitor his workload going in down the stretch here because you want that guy fresh yeah. in October. Uh, look, Arroyo. You, you, oh God. Could you imagine Arroyo closing games? That'd wow. be great. Fresh off Tommy John. How old is Arroyo? 38. 38. Is he really 38? He's 38. Oh, God. I was joking. Sweet head. Um, he's been around because remember he was remember Pittsburgh oh, before the sure. Boston days. Yeah, yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, to Arroyo's fairness, he's had a great career. Yeah. Like, the dude knows how to pitch. I don't know how much the Dodgers are going to get. Great hair. I mean, it's going to come down to Grinky and Arroyo. <laughs> great moss. Yeah. Um, no dreads anymore, though. Remember the dread days? Oof. But oh, was, <laughs> you remember that, that cornrows? Yeah, 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 tough yeah, look. Cornrows. Were they bleached cornrows? Didn't he have them bleached at one point? Probably. I wouldn't put it past. Yeah, I think he's a blonde haired guy. Isn't oh, okay. So, All right. I thought they were like platinum for some reason. Oof. Um, I like the leg kick as my favorite part. Though. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Jim Johnson. I will say this, and it's about Kenley Jansen. Jansen, I think shaky. Yes. Is he going to lose the closers role? No. Unless this happens, you know, five more times. But you need a couple guys down there who know how to get saves. It's one thing to have J.P. Howell. It's one thing to have, like, Juan Nicasio, who's an interesting middle reliever. You need guys down there who, if it's the 10th inning and you've already burned Jansen, you need somebody who can come in. If you're on the road in Pittsburgh this week, you go 3-3 into the 11th. You wasted Jansen in the 9th in a tie game because you're on the road and you got to take a chance. And then you score in the top of the 11th. You need a guy in the bottom of the 11th who's been there before. Yeah. You know? And it's not a huge deal August 6th in Pittsburgh, but it becomes a huge deal October 6th in Chicago or San Francisco. Yeah. You know, and you need a guy who's done it before. And sure, Jim Johnson, God bless him, he's going to blow a fair amount of saves. I just, I have no faith in the guy. But, you know, he does have, what, 100 career big league saves, whatever the number is. He's He's been around the block, I hate to say it, and so you need a couple guys like that. So what you're saying is he's comfortable in that situation. Mm-hmm. He may come in and absolutely blow it up, <laughs> but he's going to be comfortable doing it. Yeah, which is totally he's illogical. comfortable losing. Wow. He has 133 big league saves. For his career? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's blown 33. He's 133 out of 166. Over 100 of them were in two seasons. That, yeah. That and a buck 75 will get you on the Metro. I mean, that doesn't mean anything this year. He's garbage. <laughs> is this Metro, the Metro here? Or are you here. Talking about the Metro? Okay. Talking about here, Metro. It's a buck 75. Yeah. Is it a buck 75? I have to check my card. Okay. Yeah. Check my balance. Mm-hmm. Well, we're living in L.A., so we have cars. Well, at least we have two other closers, Grinky and Kershaw. Uh, just so let him, we can let just let do. them finish. Although, you know, hey, last month of the season, you better manage their workload. Because you don't want to happen to them what happened to Madison Bumgarner last year, and he threw 275 innings. 
hasn't affected Madison a ton this year. But you got to imagine that all these guys are a little bit different. You don't want somebody throwing 275 if you can help. You see if they uh, if they put some distance between them and the Giants. Could you see them bringing Bolsinger back up and going six-man rotation for a while? That's a good call. I could also see him bringing Bolsinger up and being the long man in the bullpen. If they need like yeah. a swing guy, I feel bad. Yeah. I really because we were talking about that earlier, and I feel bad for Bolsinger because the only reason he's going down is because your bullpen's complete crap. Yeah, like I mean, he, his ERA is great this year, and he was a really solid starter. Yeah, he's only going to give you five or six. But I mean, I like this idea of like a long reliever, and I mean, if he could accept the role, yeah. why not? And, and Mattingly said when they sent him down, he said, "I believe he's going to start in AAA." Because Mattingly was like, look, it's really valuable to have a guy extended. It's really nice to have this guy extended. We don't have to bring up a AAA starter. We've seen what happened with Zach Lee and some of these other guys who've come up to start games from AAA. It's a tough transition. You know, Zach Lee is going to be a fine pitcher. It's not this year. So you have that extended guy who's had success. Bring him back up. If something weird happens, like Clayton Kershaw's hip is tweaked again and he misses two days, spot start. If he goes six, gives up three runs. It's really good. But he's also a guy that's a young guy and somebody you want to monitor his workload too, yeah. you know? So yeah. I mean, how do you balance that? You brought up, you know, watching the workload from the two studs, mm-hmm. but then if, if if the bullpen's blowing saves and you're in a you're in a pennant race, you know, or you know, how are you gonna that that's the tough part when it comes to September managing that. Yeah. That's gonna be so hard. Like you know, I because I just don't trust this bullpen. That's the shakiest thing, and that's the whole the whole year. Even with these new guys, yeah. So it's a, and now, but this is the worst Jensen has looked all year. I think I think you start looking on the waiver wire too for other bullpen guys. Bob Wickman. Hey, don't <laughs> don't laugh. Jabba Chamberlain's on the waiver wire. Nobody's picked him up. Is he good? Hell no. But is he worth the flyer? If it gets really bad, do you say we bring in Jabba Chamberlain? Neftali Feliz was on the waiver wire. I think he just got picked up by somebody. Do we bring in a guy like that? Do Mm. we bring in Edwin Jackson? The Cubs designated him. That's a bullpen guy with decent bullpen numbers. He's not a closer. But you start looking like for guys like that on the waiver wire because the August waiver deals for a reliever that anybody would want are tough to do. You know, which reliever are you going to pick up? You're not going to get Araldus Chapman. In August, I mean, I doubt it. You're not going to do something like that. Certainly not. So, how do you John, John Rocker's still out there. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. interesting. I mean, he has a real kind of specific type of expertise. So, if you ever run into a situation where there's like a plague of locusts, he's he's kind of pitched in that environment before. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You know, I mean, you kind of have to when Jobas name's going to come. And he's not, and he hasn't been good for like a year and a half. But those are the waiver wire guys you got to look at. And if you don't, guess what? You got to fill it in the organization. You got to have Josh Raven come back up. Dude throws 98, hasn't had success yet. You know, like those are the kind of guys you got to look at. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Roster construction is really, really yeah. hard. What about a, what about a, you take a page out of the Cardinals, you know, uh, playbook, and you can take some of these guys that are stud starters and you use them in high leverage situations towards the end of the year. Zach Lee, maybe he comes up and be yeah. a, a seventh inning guy, an eighth inning guy, you know. To, I would. I would like that and or the Giants playbook, which is Javier Lopez knows he's going to face one batter a night. You know, Santiago Casilla knows his role. You know, all these guys know their exact role, and it stays there every night. And part of it is the Dodgers bullpen hasn't been good enough a, for those rules. Mess. That's the thing. But like, Everybody wants to get to that yeah. point. But if you can get those guys there, I mean, Chris Hatcher hurt him being injured. Joel Peralta hurt him being injured. Like, now J.P. Howell's hurting him. couple blow-ups in the last couple games after giving up, you know, three runs the entire year. Right. Um, it's tough. And Nicasio's been really shaky, too. Yeah, but a he's a middle games. reliever. That's the thing. If you use him in middle yeah, relief, sure. you use him as your long guy, that's fine. But if you, that's, if you start throwing Juan Nicasio in the eighth inning... You deserve what you get. Yeah. You know, you des- believe me, <laughs> I've seen this guy a lot. Yeah. You deserve what you get with this guy yeah. if you're going to have him start or throw the eighth inning. Um, I don't know. So, series this week, I know we talk more about the trades and kind of roster stuff. Uh, the A's series, Sonny Gray, dominant. Um, question for you guys, because Sonny Gray is a legit Cy Young candidate, might win it. Uh, some people are telling me he might be in Boston next year. Oh, sure. boy. Oh, really? Yes, please. <laughs> um, Sonny. Yes, please. <laughs> he, he would fit right in. You're not going to get is a better deal is out he a there. free agent after this season? No. He's, no, but it's young and controllable. Young and controllable. And Billy Bean has a tendency <laughs> to, if, if a guy, he's the classic buy low, sell high guy. So no matter if a guy's controllable or not, if he thinks he's he at a high him. point, he'll sell him. And... 
The Red Sox will take him. Or perhaps what about the Dodgers? Yeah. You'd have to give up a lot for a guy like Sonny Gray, though. Yes, you would. Young and controllable. That's a Urias or Seager. Absolutely. Yeah. If not both. Yeah. I mean, Gray is sick, and he's 25. Yeah. You know, and he's already one of the best pitches in the American League. Those guys cost a lot. I mean, the Red Sox would be looking at probably have to lose Swihot in that deal. Yeah. You know, and it's somebody like a Rafael Devers, you know, who's a stud third base prospect. Well. So, but I'd be willing to pot with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you would be. Yeah, Sonny Gray's a stud. We need one. I don't think the Dodgers would, because you can just spend money. You can say, exactly. "Well, wait a second, I don't need to give out these two prospects for Sonny Gray because I can get David Price, who is Sonny Gray five years on." Yeah, you know, and we can spend the money for David Price, and that's fine. Key being five years on, you know, well, and yeah. are you gonna you're gonna go get him for seven years, two hundred million? Yeah. That's a lot. It's a ton of for money. For a guy who's going to finish up, I mean, he's not going to earn that contract the last two, three years. This is baseball right now. Best. Yeah, this is what true. they do. That's this true. Is, everybody's doing this. That's why you got to home grow your starters. The Dodgers are doing Julio Urias. I'd love to see him up next yeah. year. Yeah. I'd love to see if you could put Grank, if you get Granky back, keep Kershaw is going to be around. And then if you can get one of Cueto or Price, so let's be realistic. They're not going to get both, but I think they could make a play. And then make that four starter. Maybe Brett Anderson sticks around, and they re-sign him because this was his option year. And and maybe Urias is the fifth starter. I think that's a really really interesting Jeez. starting five. I love it. And we always and we keep you know we talk about all the trades and what they're doing. Again, fifteen games over five hundred right mm-hmm. now. And if they're on the right track, they're doing something right. Uh, beat the Angels, swept the Angels yeah. this weekend at Dodger Stadium. Scale of one to ten, how big a deal is that? I mean, okay, it's one of the better offensive teams in the American League. Yeah. These guys can hit bombs, but they really tamed them. It was, uh, I mean, you put, but they had Grinky and Kershaw, yeah. if I look at my notes. And, and Matt Latos. Give Matt yeah. Latos credit. Four, four hits allowed in six innings today. And I think yeah. you were, I think, I think we were talking on email about Latos. Because you, uh, you did, uh, a week ago. I'm, I'm down on him. Yeah. I like the trade as a whole. I'm real down on him, though. I, I love Latos. He was just, he was like I said, stud in Cincinnati. Yeah, and then Miami says, "Hey, come be the guy." But I love this going back in the as a five starter. Why not? I mean, yeah. Matt Latos as your five starter as a five. Yeah, yeah. he'd have to be a five. I mean, I would be happy with him as a three or four. I mean, <laughs> granted, I'm a Red Sox fan. Horrible, most most teams would. Yeah, seriously, most teams out there. I mean, that guy has three type stuff. Yeah. you know, I mean, and especially the last five starts, he's been pretty dynamite. You know, to answer your question, I would probably give it a seven point eight uh, <laughs> on the scale of one to ten, somewhere in the high sevens. You know, but it gets kind of taken down a peg because they did have the two studs they had a face but the angels of real they're going to be there in the mix at the end of the year so yeah they I, will, I like them to win the west they did just lose cj wilson for the rest of the year they did they've already lost jared weaver kind of inconsequentially wasn't doing very well but the angels are going to have some issues i think going forward they got real cold the week before they played the dodgers and they've lost five or six in a row now so I'm going to be down there to scout them tomorrow. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what they got. They caught, mean, they, maybe they caught them at the right time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. They, I mean, the, we, Weaver's coming back, right? And they have some depth. I mean, Matt Shoemaker's no joke. No, he's, he's like not. Their fifth Santiago star. was an all-star. You know? Andrew Heaney's real nice. Yeah, Dodgers had Heaney's him for great. a day. <laughs> you know, that's a real nice pick. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a good team for sure. No, no slouch. There's no cheap wins when you beat a team like that, even if you're at your place. But uh, it comes down to can you beat the good National League teams to get to that point yeah. to see the Angels or the Astros or the Royals or whoever it's going to be out of the American League. And thus far, the Dodgers haven't really done that. No. Nope. Yeah. Can we give it up a little bit? We're not talking at all. Uh, Yasmani Grandal. Like, yeah. He tore it up against Anaheim. Tore it up. I mean, an all-star. This guy is so much fun to watch. That was a find. Yeah. yeah. That was a find. Yeah. He was kind of yeah. a throw-in yeah. in a deal. He's been or, on fire. Well, we thought, yeah, apparently yeah. he was central to the Dodgers. We just thought, oh, it's the Kemp deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what right, it is. Right. Grandal was specifically what they wanted. And looking back, it makes sense. Fedorovich didn't hit. A.J. Ellis was limited in what he does, and now he's gotten injured. Uh, Drew Butera is awful. So mm. looking back on it, it's like, oh, of course they Grandal was, yeah, you needed that guy. Yeah. But at the time, none of us were like, oh, that's just another player in the deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's a decent guy. It's just another player. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to give props to you, Bobby, because I see Justin Turner's on the DL now with a rash. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give you props for playing through your rash situation. How, uh, how I think that's great. It, how long did it take you to come up with that? 
It's live streaming here in the Pacific on the West Coast. It's six fifty nine. Did you come up with that in ten minutes or like? That, I had that in like the first two. Like once I read it, boom! It was there. I just didn't. I couldn't. I forgot is, to wedge is it, it in. Just like MRSA, is it just a skin infection? Is what I heard. I don't know what's going on. First, it was the <laughs> first. It was the pimple, right? Is this related yeah. to the pimple? Yeah. This is related you know, to this the pimple. is this is like like you hear about this with, with with players occasionally. This happens in football players a lot. Like you get an infection or something from something that didn't get washed or something in the locker room, and then it just because it's an, there's an open wound or a cut or something. It, if you don't get these things taken care of, you end up in the hospital. And I believe he did. Oh boy! So those things are serious. Locker room attendant's going to yeah. lose his job. Yeah, he's <laughs> going the ball boy now. The locker room attendant. <laughs> um, but but I mean you know that's another thing for him. He's going to be out for at least fifteen days. So that kind of hurts. Damn this MRSA. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, something like that. Um, all right. I think we're kind of out of time. So last last points, guys. Biggest thing, looking ahead at Pittsburgh, at Philly for six games. They're going on a Pennsylvania road trip. And then the Washington Nationals come to town. I think they look uh, somewhat average against Philly because that's what the Dodgers do. Uh, you know, they played Oakland and they kind of – I mean, I know they ran into a great pitcher, but – They've done this all year, where they'll just they play either up or down to their competition. At least recently, yeah. recently they have. So I, I I think they take two or three in Philly, because and then again with this road trip, you're only getting one Grinky and one Kershaw start. You're supposed to, yeah. Uh, and I think they win two or three in Pittsburgh. So I'll take I'll take four to six on the road. That's what I think is going to go down. I think it's going to be a little bump in the road in Pennsylvania. I, I think they're going to go two and four. Philly Ooh. is not the joke they were early in the season. Yeah, that's true. Philly's the best team out of the All Star break. Yeah, yeah. Philly's been playing They've real been playing well for some two weeks. Spirited ball. Yeah, so. that's all you want to hear. Spirited <laughs> ball. Our boys are playing spirited ball. <laughs> Our boys might be twenty five under, but they're playing spirited <laughs> baseball. I'm hoping for some of that spirited ball to um, come up by ninety five to Boston. Hopefully. <laughs> Ooh, golly gosh. <laughs> Uh, Golly gosh, that guy's spirited. Um, <laughs> that's it for us this week. <clears throat> Excuse me on Dodgers Rap 360, Jared, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Where can they find you if they want to talk? Oh, they can find me at Gilkerson Radio. Talk a little baseball uh, if you want. I might be doing a little live tweeting down in Anaheim tomorrow. There you go. I'm going to catch last year's Cy Young winner, Corey Kluber, so we'll see how that goes. This year's not Cy Young winner, Corey Kluber. Mike doesn't have a Twitter. Uh, he doesn't believe in it. He hates the internet. Because yeah, what are yeah. you, 52? Well, you know, I'm from Boston, and we're kind of technophobes, and we reject change. What does that even mean? But I'm eventually going to get in there. I, once Jerry Remy starts tweeting, I'm going to get I don't on think board. anybody on this show knows who Jerry Remy is. You I guys are missing me. out. He's the, he's the best <laughs> color guy in baseball. That's Hawk Harrelson. Most entertaining. Anyways. That's, anyways, that's Hawk Harrelson. Oh. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Bobby DeMuro. Uh, again, comment on YouTube, on the chat. If you haven't been already, we'll be checking those all week, too. And we'll be back next Sunday for more Dodgers Wrap 360. For these two, I'm out. We'll see you guys in a week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 